Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Well, I want to welcome everybody to the Softball Zone radio show here on TalkShoe Network. Uh, we're experiencing some more technical issues with the chat room. I actually, I tell you what's funny, it says that the call is not being recorded. Can you hear me, Jeff? Yeah, I can hear you oh. fine. And it says the recording has started now, so. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, there we go. Finally, it's showing the show's uh, being recorded. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Actually, I, I, was going to, I was going to use a different phone tonight and uh, when I called in, but unfortunately, I didn't get the number changed around before I actually set up the chat room tonight, so I never got a chance to do that. But hey, anyway, this is Softball Zen Radio Show, and uh, we're going to entertain you for about an hour, maybe an hour and 30 minutes. We talk about girls softball, and uh, we, you know we just try to get some information out to people and have a good time, and basically you talk about softball. If you want to participate in the show, and I say a big if, okay, you can call 724-444-7444. And our show ID is three five six three nine. And once you do that, you can hit likes number one. It'll take your show. Now tonight, just let everybody know the only callers we're taking tonight. Your first name has to start with MC. Okay, that's because I think today is St. Patty's Day. So I see Mick Baker's on and Mick Costantine is on. So how are you doing, Jeff? <laughs> I'm good, Ricky. How are you, Mick Rick? Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like we work at McDonald's. This is no good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny. Uh, I, I've always wondered, you know, all the goofy, stupid lawsuits you see and stuff. I've always wondered why haven't the Irish, uh, some Irish attorney, come along and sue McDonald's for naming after everything? Uh, you know, they have after an Irish, so. <laughs> But you know, always wondered, always wondered about that. So, but I always thought that was kind of funny. I was told somebody one time, so if I was a Irish attorney, and I think we was actually in a pub, probably drinking back a, a a green beer, and I said, if I was an attorney and I was Irish, I would sue McDonald's. That's <laughs> what I told. <laughs> so anyway, but so Crystal, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I'm doing. Man, this is like an echo thing going on here. I, I, I every time I is that just a general thing you're supposed to do out of kindness, like when someone asks you, Crystal, <laughs> Crystal, yep. what did you do, Crystal? What did you do today? What did I do today? Um, I really I just went to work and then came home and had my corned beef and cabbage and busy yelling at my kids because she's walking in with her music too loud. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's probably, is it Irish music? Because if it is, I say, let be, Mom. Let be. No, no, because actually I had her in the car earlier, and I was listening to Dropkick Murphys and Flogging Molly, and she was throwing a fit at me 
that Irish music sucks. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I really, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people that are Irish, but I tell you what, almost everyone I know is Irish on, you know, today. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm Irish all the time. I actually have, and I don't know, Jeff, if you've ever noticed it when you've talked to me, but I have a big tattoo on the side of my neck that goes from my ear to the base of my neck. That's I didn't uh, notice Celtic, it, yeah. Yeah, it's a big Celtic cross with a shamrock in the middle. Oh. So I'm Irish all year long. So. You definitely have an Irish look. You got the, you know, the tint of red hair and, and, and everything. So, well, yeah, not surprised. But I'm going to say, any woman that's going to be on this show and be on a regular basis, she better have some Irish in her. That's for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> and any redhead woman could understand that. Well, maybe a guy sedated redhead women could get that too as well. So anyway, yeah, I tell you what, it's interesting. You always wonder what what do we what do we pay cops to do? I, I'm I'm driving home tonight, and this guy passes me in a in a pickup truck. It looks like the thing should be in a junkyard. I mean, there's oil spitting out all over it. It's getting on my windshield with my Lexus. I mean, you know, smoke's flying everywhere. Uh, old styrofoam cups, beer cans are flying out the back of the 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 back of the bed. And it's just like, are you kidding me? Here I am. I'm driving down the road, and this guy's just throwing stuff everywhere. So you know, all of a sudden, a beer, like a, a beer can, flew out of the back of the car, flew into my car. Okay, mm-hmm. and because I had my top, not my top down, but I had my sunroof open a little bit. So I went to get the can to put it over, and how, how, how lucky could I be? But a state trooper is sitting right there beside me with me with a beer can in my hand. Of course, who does he pull over? Does he pull over the pickup truck with fumes and smoke flying out the back and debris flying out the back of his, his pickup truck? Or does he pull over the guy driving the Lexus? You know, it looks pretty nice, like a neat-looking guy. So who do you decide to pull over, Crystal? Who do you pull over? The guy that looks like he can afford to pay the fine. <laughs> yeah, they pulled me over. You're right. They pulled me over. I said... I looked at him and I said, are you really serious? He goes, well, you know, sir, you can't have an open container in your car. I'm like, I just looked at him and laughed. He said, do you think it's funny? I said, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Not only is it funny, this is hilarious, uh, and I'll tell you why. And I explained to him, right? And he said, well, you know, I got a call that there was somebody throwing beer cans out of their vehicle, and when I seen the beer can, in here, I just assumed it was you. I said, yeah, you know, it wasn't. It was, and I explained, you know, he, so he said, well, I'm sorry, sir. I really, He said, here, let me take that can with me. I might need it for evidence. He actually took the can and left, and uh, it was very nice by me. I just thought it was funny, you know. The pickup truck was only probably probably a quarter mile in front of us. I, I knew. Well, I, like, I had a can in my hand. Like, I went to throw it down, and I'm like, I looked there, and I looked at the cop, and I'm like, my beer can. I'm like, gee, I'd be kidding me. I knew I was getting pulled over. I mean, that's how that's how things happen in Ricky's world, people. That's how it works. You know, you follow somebody that's complete oblivious to everything around them, but them, you know, in a redneck pickup truck or whatever you want to call the piece of the thing they were driving, okay? And I managed to find a way to get pulled over out of it. I, I guess I'm lucky because I, I don't really know how far he could force that, but I just thought that was like, okay, you know, I'm just got to be the – see, and today is – 
supposed to be a good day. I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, everybody else is wearing green, walking around with uh, kissing their bonnie stones and stuff, and Rick is getting people's old beer cans out of the back. <laughs> I got to try that. Now, see, when I ask you guys what's going on, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's hey, what happened to me today. I actually had a good story, and but now I, I can't follow that one. That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, you know. Um, go ahead. I want to hear your story, Jeff, because I would like. Well, I would like. I'd like to hear it. <laughs> so I have a little uh, you know, Bluetooth, uh, you know, earphone thing that I wear when I do the show, and of course when I. If I'm ever talking in the uh, talking in the car with anybody, I, I, I wear my Bluetooth everywhere. And uh, back um, back about six months ago, before turn cold, I, I picked up this new one in that. And I noticed when the weather started turning cold that if I left, I usually left just the Bluetooth piece sitting in my car, uh, except for a Tuesday night when I would bring it in. And uh, I noticed that it was weather turned cold that it was that it wasn't working for me. And I'd have to if I, like, warm it up in my hand. And uh, sometimes it wouldn't warm it up at all, so I charged it. And um, so anyhow, um, I kept – so I would actually bring it in with me every night. I put it in my pocket along with my cell phone, and I bring it in. And I, I was telling somebody, just like last week, I said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to end up – I'm going to lose it. I'm going to put it through the wash or whatever. So – so anyhow, I come home last night, and of all days, you know, it was, it was over 60 degrees, you know, by force I have, and I stuck it in my pocket, I came in, and of course, I went and I did my laundry, and pulling out my pants out of the dryer, uh, you know, a couple hours later, and there's the Bluetooth. And uh, so I went through the washer and the dryer, and of course, I turned it on, and it didn't work, and um, unbelievably, though, I actually uh, plugged it into the wall to see if that would work, and about an hour later, I came back to it, and it works. So, I guess if you ever wash your Bluetooth, just make sure you put it through the dryer, too, and, and you'll be fine. So, okay. Yeah, I, I tell you, I've, I've had, uh, I've went through a lot of Bluetooth myself uh, in the last few years, and at one time, I actually had five Bluetooth, you know, <laughs> that I had sitting in a PAL that None of them worked. I just kept moving them around. You know, why, why do we do stuff like that? I mean, maybe, maybe you don't, Jeff, but why do we take things that we know probably ain't going to never be no use to us no more? We stick it in a drawer. The only time we ever open that drawer again is to put that the, the device that matches it that don't work anymore together. Maybe that's how yeah. it's supposed to be. <laughs> they, you know, they go together at the end. So now, Crystal, since I've told a good story, and now, Jeff has told a good story. It's your turn. Now, I, I know you got to have something funny. I, I mean, my favorite story so far from you is about the person that took you to your games. That still, to me, <laughs> is, is my favorite story that you've ever told. You know, and some of our listeners, okay, you know, and, and this is thing I was thinking about today. Some of our listeners may not never go back and listen to all this, you know, different shows and stuff. And I was thinking, you know, that uh, every once in a while, they, they help our listening audience, you know, kind of make sure they stay up with us and what, you know, what we're about and where we came from. There may once in a while we should, you know, re-talk about certain stories or different things uh, or, or something like that. So I, I, just for, I would just kind of like to hear that story. For our new listeners, and you don't have to do the long version, but 
Crystal, uh, you know, I want you to tell us the story about the parent that took you to your softball games. <laughs> um, well, he was my best friend's dad, and um, yeah, he's and he actually he's my he was my best friend's dad in high school, and he's actually also my stepdaughter's grandfather. So um, I still see him every now and again. But uh, he. Um, he was an old he's a, an old Cleveland guy, um, mob connections, Polish guy, and he would come to our games and he would cheer even when we played powder puff football for like homecoming week and whatnot. He would stand on the sidelines and cheer these crazy homemade cheers. And um, there was one of them that said uh, he would stand there and yell "soup and gravy, soup and gravy." Nobody beats the Polish Navy. <laughs> and then there was another one that he would sing, and it was "Who say salsa? We say salsa." Hit him in the head with a big kielbasa. So <laughs> that was that was my uh, <laughs> my childhood athletic career. You know, that, that's probably my biggest standout memory is is of my best friend's dad singing these crazy cheers. And then he went on and and did that at my stepdaughter's travel ball game. So you know, she got to share in the in the embarrassment as well. So that was good. Yeah, I, re- I remember my I, I remember uh, another funny story real quick is you know, my daughter asked me for a ride to the dance, and I really wasn't a big fan of her going to the dance anyway. But she was going by herself, right? She wasn't going with anybody. And uh, she said, would you be happy to take me? I said, sure. So <laughs> I probably didn't it, but I, I don't know. Maybe dads just sometimes do this out of spider meanness. I, I put on my bib overhauls and uh, put on my flip-flops and uh, a tank top. And I pulled out, I pulled down her. I said, you want to pull down and walk in? No, you can drop me up here on the second driveway. She wouldn't even let me take her down to the main driveway. She made me drop her up one flight of stairs so she could walk down. <laughs> I mean, that's not right, dude. Hey, people, you know, if you do that to your daughter, you know, you know, make sure you explain to her later. You just my my daughter gets it because she knows me, so she she understands why I did it just to see what her reaction would be. So anyway. Well, I see Joe Abrams is on there. Joe, how things been going down south for you, buddy? Yeah, hey, Ricky. Uh, we're back now. But, uh, things went well. Things went well down there. Nice weather. So it was a good week. Right. And I got – hang on a second. I want to – I got uh, two people here I need to meet real quick from Ohio, and I have no idea who they are. I'm just going to mute them. Okay. So so you guys are all back from Florida now, correct? Yeah, we got we got back Sunday night, so – we were there for uh, nine days. It was nice. We're not happy to be back. You like, well, you, so you're back. How's the weather up north right now, Joe? It was nice yesterday, but t- today was sunny and uh, probably in the 40s, but it was really windy, so it was cold. But, uh, you know, it's been okay, just, you know, a little chilly, and it's supposed to stay chilly this week. And, of course, we play Saturday, and it, it's going to be freezing Saturday. I was just going to say, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it was a good trip. So, well, that's good. I'm glad you had a good time, and uh, uh, when you was down there, and uh, and uh, it, it was a successful road trip for you all, and that's what counts, right? Yeah, that's right. We got in uh, tw- twelve twelve games, and uh, you know we needed that bad. So, and it's nice to do it in nice weather. It makes things so much more fun. Okay. Well, anyway, you know this next story, and for people that know, Joe Abrams is a 
college coach division two and um you know, he just come back from florida just for our listeners that don't know who joe is but this next story is actually about uh college and it's about what to do if you're not winning i, I joe you might actually have heard of this story and I, i've been kind of doing some research trying to figure out a story i could give our listeners uh something you know out there to listen about uh maybe every week you know some kind of it, it's funny because when you look for softball stuff it's either clear on the bottom of the spectrum it's way at the top there's not a lot seems like in between so i thought this was a uh, kind of a funny story in a way because what happened i don't think it's funny because it, it involved somebody but in a way it kind of shows you the mentality how certain people will pass the buck so anyway so what do you do if you if you're Oklahoma State University, and you're having trouble winning. And let's say you're the Cowgirls for three and nine. What what do you think is a good way, Crystal, to change that losing situation? What would you? Uh, well, I mean, clearly they need to take it back to fundamentals if they're having issues like that. Um, you know, just kind of go back to the beginning and do the do the small things well, and and they should be able to pull themselves out. Well, I'm sure if Julie Ward would have had that opportunity to tell the team what they need to do, uh, there wouldn't be this big mess that's going on out there. I, I think I, – I don't know if I'm going to really butcher his name very bad, but I think it's Coach Wingleman. I, I don't know. Do you know the coach out there, Joe? Do you know him? Wh- which school is it? It's Oklahoma State University. Oh, I don't know him, but I know who you mean, yeah. Right. Well, Coach Wingleman's coming under fire right now, and uh, what happened was, Oklahoma Cowgirls were struggling. They were three and nine heading into their fourth games uh, Friday and Saturday, and they were trying to figure out a way. And somebody had sent a letter to them, and they had recommended that if they want to change the uh, what they were doing and if they wanted to become winners, they needed to take Julie Ward. And for anybody who doesn't know, Julie Ward uh, is the scored the final run of the game uh, in the bottom of sixth inning uh, during the game. Uh, that was a big big championship game. So they decided to burn her um, uniform. And, of course, she wasn't very happy about it. She found out later. But but the thing I kind of I kind of about this whole story kind of catches me is different news reporters and stuff tried to do interviews with the coach. Of course, he, he's not doing any interviews. But they did find a way. They did. Got to give it. They got there. A spokesman from the university came out with a response. And uh, even though they denied all interviews with the coach regarding this incident, this is their statement. Throughout this off season, they have been working on changing the culture of our program. We want all of our students athletes to take more ownership. They have they have taken it upon themselves to several team selection activities to make symbolism as well as tangible change to the program. Unfortunately, one of these activities did include burning of a jersey. There was no harm intended. However, we do apologize for any ones hurt in these actions or what may have been caused. Of course, you know, Julie's not happy with that. But anyway, so they're three and nine, and bam, they what happens? They're three and nine. They burn the, the jerseys. Oklahoma State's eleven and thirteen now. So all they got, so all they got to tell everybody: look, if Oklahoma is playing at the the World Series. Okay, 
I'm going to tell you where their tailgate party is going to be. If you see a big bonfire somewhere, that is most likely where their tailgate party is going on. They're burning jerseys. They, I, 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 can, I was kind of blown away when I actually read this story and just thought about it. But I don't really, you know, I played sports when I was a kid growing up. And, I mean, you know, uh, we, we, if you play football, I mean, you always burnt your rivalries. You'd have a effigy of the, a player in a uniform. You always would burn it or do something to it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I don't know. I just thought the story in a way was kind of wacky and weird. I, I mean, of course, that didn't surprise me by the university's response. But, you know, it's a softball story, and I thought it was kind of neat to pass on people. Did you hear about that story at all, Joe? Or? No, I didn't. I uh, didn't see that one at all. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like there's something more there that we don't know. But I, I, it's nice to see that they can afford to burn jerseys. <laughs> I wish we could do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think there is more to the story because I, I liked it where they put the, put everything right on the girl's shoulders uh, once everything was done. I mean, I, I just thought that was kind of ironic. That, uh, but you know what? That's pretty typical, though. I've I've seen that a lot um, throughout the years where they can always find a way to pass that buck to somebody else. So. She was. Yeah, a, I'm just looking it up. So she was a she was a former player for them. Oh right? yeah. I'm, oh yeah. Yeah, she was a former player. Yeah, I think she played her last game in 2011. Okay. So, I mean, you know, honestly, I, when I was reading the story, I was thinking, well, you know, if you want to burn some jerseys, whoever the girls are, that is three and nine, you ought to burn all your jerseys. That's the jerseys you should start with. If you want to burn jerseys, the girls are three and nine. That's where you probably would like to start at. I mean. There were quite a, com- a lot of comments and stuff uh, made about, uh, you know, from as far as people think that this Julie Ward is out of line and that she should make a big deal out of it to where some people think oh, she has every right in the world to be upset, um, you know, that they did that. I mean, she's actually asking that the coach be fired over it. She wants him fired. She wants him fired, and she wants all players that participated in that ceremony and burning her uh, – her uniform. She wants them all. She wants them removed as players as well. Okay, I gotta say, she's that what a crybaby. <laughs> she's just you know butt hurt and being a crybaby. I think that's stupid because the coach he's there to win. He's paid to win, and if he you know goes on his massive losing streak and stays that way, he's going to be out of a job. You know, so he's got to find ways to motivate those girls to get those girls moving and, and win, you know. And for her to, to, you know, to want him fired and then the girls removed, she's playing with people's livelihoods over the fact that she's got hurt feelings. And it, that's just, that's, like I said, she's a crybaby. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, believe it or not, uh, that's actually quite a few comments have been made that way, uh, that they feel that uh, that she should kind of be honored that they used her as a way to try to get him back in line. I mean, honestly, when I played uh, football, if uh, the other team wanted to burn my jersey number, I would have, that would make me feel like an honor, knowing that they were, you know, they're trying to destroy me, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm gonna, it's a little, it's I'm a little gonna, different, I'm, though. You know, my teammates didn't burn my jersey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Her, these are former, these are team players that currently play on a team that actually burned her jersey. And uh, basically, exactly I'm going to send her. 
I'm going to send a letter to the Browns. They're getting new uniforms. I'm going to suggest that they burn the old ones, see if that works for them. So. I mean, you know, I, I know that when, you know, I coach basketball, one of the things we would do is we would go on the basketball court backwards. Instead of walking on forward, we'd always enter the court backwards. Uh, it was kind of like a rally thing we used to get us back on concentrating on what we were doing, what we were supposed to be doing. But I don't know. I mean, Jay, what what do you think? Do you, I mean, do you want to even touch this? I, but the one figure out why they choose her is there any? Does it say? Do what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. But why did they choose that jersey to burn? Is there any particular reason? You know. I, 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 there's nothing in the story that actually really says why they picked her jersey, uh, you know, that I could find. Um, the only thing I'm looking at is the fact that because she was, in 2011, she scored the final run in the game uh, off of Ashley Boyd's double, and uh, that basically took them to win. Uh, I don't know if it's because she played on that team um, that uh, was you know went to uh, women's college World Series four years ago. If they chose her because of that, I don't know. I know that it was actually a team team player that told her that they did it. But yeah, it doesn't have no reasoning why they done it. I, I don't see that. That would be interesting to know though why they chose her, right? Yeah, I know. It, it sounds like maybe they're thinking, okay, we've been living off the past for too long. Let's let's burn it, put it away. This is a new team. In other words, I'm just curious whether it was personal against this Julie Ward. Yeah, that's, or, it actually you know. says, I'm just looking at the, at the website there, and it says that they, uh, uh, she was actually the program's career leader in home runs, walks, and double plays terms. So, yeah, well, yeah, that, 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 barring something that I don't know, I agree with Crystal. I mean, it sounds like they're just trying to start a new era. Not, I mean, it's probably not a good decision, but nothing personal against Julie Ward, and she needs to suck it up and move on, basically. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of think that you know, that you know, that's why I thought they were using her because maybe she was the last one to really have a significant impact in something that was going on. But yeah, it's just I thought that was kind of interesting story, and you know, a lot of times you know you don't really you see certain stories and stuff and just wonder how will they work in and stuff to show. I mean, and you know, it's. It's hard sometimes, or you know, you don't have enough information. I'm sure Joe, you've seen that many times, where you really don't have what you need in front of you to make a good decision sometimes on things, right? So, yeah, that's almost always the case. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of moving on, let's talk some softball, Ricky. <laughs> oh, okay. I I, I, catch you. I catch you. I get you 100. percent All right. Well, I tell you what. Uh, uh, let's talk softball then, Jeff Baker. <laughs> Well, a couple couple things I want I wanted to talk about tonight. I, was, I just wanted to give a real quick update on the uh, on Division One. There's been a, a change in the uh, in the rankings here in the last week or two. The uh, uh, LSU that uh, had started this preseason being ranked 19th in the country is now number one, and that's by virtue of uh, they played a three game series with Florida here recently, and they won two out of three games. Um, and uh, that loss, the one loss. To Florida has been their only loss of the season. Uh, they had beat Arizona and they beat Notre Dame a couple of times earlier in the season, and and again they took two out of three from Florida. They actually won. They lost 
four to three, and then they won fourteen to ten and ten to three. So they're now the new number one team in the country, and uh, Florida slipped down to number three uh, under uh, uh, under Oregon. And actually, Florida's only two losses of the season were both against LSU. But I guess that head-to-head competition that was that was important in that. So we have a new number one team in the country now of LSU. So they ended up they ended up taking care of business then, didn't they? No, they did. They did. They deserve to be number one. They've got. I was looking at their stats. They have LSU has four pitchers who have all started between six and eight games each, and they all have between six and eight wins, and they all have ERAs in the ones. Uh, you know, so it's they've got a, a nice uh, stable of pitchers there, obviously. So. Um, uh, that, that probably will carry them far. The other thing I was going to do is uh, just give a. I was going to do a, a quick update. I was trying to, you know, talk a little bit. Of, I meant we talked a little bit about the uh, Ohio Athletic Conference last week and talking about the fact that I think they, there's probably more Ohio players playing than in that particular conference than any other conference across the country. Just a just a quick update there. I don't. Uh, they they. they Finished off their uh, spring spring uh, uh, games down in uh, Florida and such this last week. And uh, Heidelberg and John Carroll are, are top of the conference with eight two records. Ohio Northern's nine and four. Capital eight four. Mount Union seven and five. Um, so a couple of the teams there got a got a, a nice start on their seasons. And uh, now they're just going to be probably like Joe, waiting for the weather to break here so they can get some get some games in up north here. So. So you telling me that's all the softball you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know I want to I want to talk, and I just noticing that uh, uh, you know there was a there was a uh, a post that went up there today called Stay in Softball, and I, I did notice that on the uh, on the forum is uh, um, uh, a young lady uh, a young lady that uh, that wrote that uh, her name is uh, um, Megan Megan. I apologize if I say this wrong. Megan McCoe, M-C-K-E-O-G-H. Uh, I, I, think that her, uh, I think it's Keogh, Megan McKeogh. McKeogh, Um And I actually, I should have remembered that because I actually had the pleasure of meeting Megan and, and her parents uh, uh, a few months back in that. But um, uh, I, I noticed that her that her mom, uh, Karen, is on the uh, is on the forum and that. And I, I wanted to kind of just read through that. I'm sure most of you have probably... Uh, Seen a post in that, but uh, this is a, a pretty neat, uh, pretty neat post in that. Do you, you mind if I go ahead and read it, Ricky? Uh, no, you have my permission permission to do so, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So again, this is a post that just went up at one o'clock today. Hi, my name is Megan McKeo. I'm 13 years old, and I play softball for Valley Extreme 14U Calm, and she also plays for Chagrin Falls 14U. I like to tell the softball zone users about an organization I recently started called Stay in Softball. Stay in Softball, or SIS, is a nonprofit organization that helps girls that want to play softball but are having some kind of difficulty to keep playing softball. I got the idea for Stay in Softball after my mom had surgery a few months ago. She couldn't do much for about six weeks. During that time, families from my Chagrin Falls softball team made us dinners and delivered them to us and helped us out. We were all really grateful for the help, and it helped me 
keep on playing and produce and practicing softball during that time. I wanted to help people the same way. Stay in softball grew from there after I started thinking about other girls who, who might also need help. Some girls might not be able to afford equipment or fees. Some girls might have a family or personal emergency, like getting hurt or having a parent with a health problem or who loses their job. There might be several girls in a community who want to play, but the community no longer has a rec program. All these are girls. All these are girls that we want to help. That is a lot, so we have picked a few things to start with. We are, one, setting up an emergency fund for players who have some kind of emergency. Two, doing free clinics all over Ohio for girls who want to get better but but do not have money for clinics or private coaches. And three, collecting used equipment to donate to players or teams that need it. To do some of these things, we need to raise money. We have come up with a few ideas to start with and are ready and are already working on them, but they are not ready to announce yet. We will be posting those on our website very soon and hope that you would like to support them. Even though we just started, we have already done some things to help girls stay in softball. Last month, we helped a, a player from the Coventry Fury whose mother had cancer. To help, we, don we donated a new DeMarini CF7 bat that I had recently got since I broke my bat last season and a gift basket to raffle off at a spaghetti dinner and raffle that the Fury held for the family. We also donated money. The whole event raised $15,000 for the family. We will be putting pictures from the dinner and of the player who won the bat on our website soon. We're also holding a free clinic for girls in the Cleveland area on March 29th at the Ernet Athletic Academy in Euclid. We are paying for the field time, and the coaches and players from Valley Extreme are coaching and helping at the clinic. We are also in the process of collecting used equipment for the clinic because some of the girls who have already signed up do not have their own equipment. We contacted local rec teams and CYO teams to tell them about the clinic. We had one rec program thank us for doing the clinic because this was the first year they were not able to put on a free clinic for their rec players because they could not get gym time in their city. There are still six spots left for the clinic, so if you know of a player who would like to come, they can sign up by email at stayinsoftball at gmail.com. This, this is very long already, and there's a lot more to say, so I'm hoping you will want to learn more about Stay in Softball. We are working on our website, Stay in Softball, so you can read a lot more soon. Thank you for reading and for your help. Megan Mikio. And again, Megan's just uh, 13 years old, and we've had a, several posts already with people, uh, you know, that... Uh, Really congratulating Megan and offering to help. Warren Wolf uh, came on and uh, said that you know his organization would like to make a donation. And you know I think they're going to be partially looking for money. You know from just talking. Megan actually called me last week and we talked a little bit. And you know part of it is about raising money, but part of it is just is going to be about uh, you know helping out with different things. You know ident identifying you know families that maybe need some help and, and things like that. And um, I just think it's a, a, a tremendous idea. I, I know they've got several other ideas, like as, as Megan mentioned, that they haven't talked about yet. But I just think this is just a, a really amazing thing. I was, I was, I had a, the reason, the way I met the Nikios was uh, um, they, I think they had been looking on the uh, in the forum shortly after maybe they got on if they were looking for a pitching coach and, uh, and on kind of this side of the Cleveland area, my, my daughter was offering some lessons on this side of town. So they ended up uh, uh, doing a few lessons with, with my daughter, Sarah. And um, uh, I got, I got a chance. I went over and met them at, at one of the lessons and everything. So very, very, very nice family. And, and 
and it's just really just warms my heart to, to, to think about, you know, them starting this up and, and uh, um, Karen mentioned to me today in an email that they had done a presentation to the Valley Extreme Organization and they, and that went very well. They're on board and, and uh, again, I think this is uh, uh, a lot of good things to come. So I just wanted to talk about that. We're planning to have, uh, Megan said that she would uh, uh, come on the show sometime in the future and we can she can tell us a little bit more about it herself. But I wanted to, to make sure that there was some visibility to it. Again, they've got some activities coming up and hopefully we start building some, some momentum and, and uh um, and, and, and this organization could be successful. I know you, Ricky, you kind of had something uh, along those same veins some some years ago. I remember, I remember in, in a forum that you talked about. Yeah, we had uh, we had started um, the a fund called the No Girls Left Behind is what we started, and uh, you know I don't know if it was because it was you know just one person involved trying to raise all the money and doing everything or uh we just could never really get the wheels rolling on that thing i mean unfortunately for you know what we wanted to do we were unable to do completely but we were able to sponsor probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 something players and we were able to help uh with some tournaments uh for a couple teams but you know for what we was trying to do we we fell really short and it was probably one of them you know, sometimes when you do something and it's kind of a disappointment, you like to kind of forget about it because you really think, you know, what you're doing is going to be, you know, want to help a lot of people and do good. And then when it, in the long run, what ended up happening, we just couldn't raise the money we need to raise. Uh, I'm pretty sure about that. We go back and look, but I think 95% of all the funds for that ended up coming from my tournaments and mm-hmm. uh, from me and my wife personally decided that yeah, as we start, started it, though, we were going to go ahead and do it no matter what anybody else thought. We were going to go ahead and do it anyway. So, but I think with what they're doing and, you know, and I've, I know you've been talking back and forth with them and I have too. And I've been kind of telling them what, you know, what I know that don't work or didn't work. And and one big thing here that I think they actually have going for them is the fact that it's actually a player that started. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think this is, I think it's really neat what they're trying to do, and I'm going to be behind them 100% and offer them anything they need, help or assistance or stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I basically um, told them where we went wrong and what I think we needed to do when we did what we did that might have helped. But, um, you know, you know some, sometimes you start something and you realize that the wheels are rolling the wrong direction. So, you just decide we're going to stick it out. We're going to do what we said we were going to do, no matter if it's our money or not, and just go ahead and do it. So because we felt it was the right thing to do. So anyway, I know they're planning. I, I know they have some plans to, to to yeah to get other young ladies throughout the state involved as well. So I think that'll you know that could really uh, work out well for them. Uh, there was a question on the website, and actually her mom was on, but she she maybe had to leave there. I know they were going to be. Uh, uh, driving in a car, I think they're on their way home from a hitting lesson or something tonight. But uh, there's a question of whether it was set up as a 501c, um, and, and I believe that is the case, which would be uh, the reason I think they're asking that is that it could be a, a charitable deduction for people. Um, and I, I believe it's set up that way, but we'll double check on that. 
Right, yeah, I do believe you are right. I do believe they've already got it set up as a nonprofit and they've done all that. And, uh, um, you know, so, yeah, I, I think this thing they're doing, I, I really be honest with you, I, I think it has, uh, it's more of a grassroots type thing. And, you know, I think that, uh, I think as things go on and, uh, you know, they, they get more people behind them and stuff, this is something that could be a lot bigger than what they ever think it could be. Of course, I'm always, actually, that's one of my problems, I always dream way too big. I've always been a, a big dreamer my whole life. So you always think you can do a lot more than what you can, and people are capable of doing a lot more than what you know you think you can do. So, yeah, I think this is going to be great. And I think, uh, you know, uh, it's definitely nice to see some people already jumping on the bandwagon. And, of course, we're going to be – we'll financially help them as well or, uh, through the softballs, and we'll be more than happy to, to help them out. I, we probably won't tell what our gift's going to be because – Unless I feel like putting a challenge out to everybody, and then they better be careful. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, hey, did you actually get a chance to read about this crystal, or did you hear about it? Oh, about her, um, about the stay in softball. Right. Um, yeah, I I read the post. I hadn't heard anything about it prior to that, um, but I saw it when she posted it. So. Yeah, you know when I, I, I for, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Crystal. Oh, I was just gonna say that's a that's an impressive undertaking for such a you know such a young lady, and it's 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 definitely impressive. I'm I'm very proud of that kid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is. Joe, is this first you got a chance to hear about? It? Did you actually get a chance to read about it? Or yeah, well, I just not a few minutes before the show, I happened to just quickly glance at the post, but I didn't read it thoroughly. So for the most part, this is the first I heard about it. Yeah, it's something else. I mean, for this girl, that that's really good. Yeah, I mean, I know, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I know, I know. One of the things we talked about, I think, is they like to maybe um, if they were curious as to maybe if some of the colleges might consider, uh, you know, donating some gear or something like that, that they might be able to raffle off as a fundraiser. So I think they would like to try to get, uh, you know, the whole community involved at, at different levels here. So uh, that would be that would be uh, that would be cool. So. Right. That's actually one of the things that, uh, and, and I don't know how she actually did it, but I know that uh, um, Coach Newberry, she used to actually take equipment uh, to, uh, you know, I don't know a lot of people that really know much that about her, but she actually would travel to uh, third world countries and stuff and actually coach softball and work and help them develop softball and stuff. I don't know if a lot of people knew that, but that was one of the things that she did, she would take their gear with. And I actually asked her one time, I said, you know, Coach, could there be a way at the tournament that we could ask people, because, you know, the Jamboree band at the end of the year, people that are getting new gear, getting new equipment, uh, that they would drop it off. And and one of the things is that uh, she told me, she said, it would be nice to do that. She said, but I'm afraid we'd have so much stuff here, we couldn't afford to ship it all. (laughs) You know, so, but anyway... Yeah, I, I think this is a nice thing what they're going to do, and I, I'm kind of looking forward to see how things get rocking and rolling here. And like I said, it would be nice to actually be able to get them on and actually spend some time talking with them and stuff. And so it's always nice to see something like that. So now here a while back I, I, I read a thread, and this is towards Joe. Everyone was talking about what you got to do uh, to get noticed by uh, – a college coach, uh, yada, yada, yada. I'm just saying that because that's kind of what it was. It was just a bunch of nonsense. 
Not a single person in the whole post said anything about letting the coach know you're interested, which I kind of thought, you know, I wanted to write something there and say, look, is anyone going to even tell the coach they're interested? You know, so um, I know that's one of the things you pretty much have embedded in my head is that, you know, if the kid don't, does not let you know they're interested in your school, chances are you might not hear about them. So is that still correct or has that changed? Well, I mean – no, that's correct. I mean, it, it's, I guess, more correct for some schools than other, others, but generally speaking, I mean, that's completely correct. That, uh, um, you know, I might have a couple players on my roster who I just happened to see and contact and, you know, and it worked out, but that, that's the exception, especially um, the lower the division, the school, and the more specialized the school, you know, for I talked about before on here that, uh, that you know, my school, Hillsdale, is academically extremely selective. And so I'm not out there looking just randomly at girls because 90% of them can't get in the school anyway. So, so yeah, you have to let the coaches know that you're interested in that school and let them know why, not just a, you know, not just a generic random email. It needs to be specific. It's just critical. Yeah, yeah, and that wasn't even on our forum. I read that somewhere else, and I was kind of surprised that, these were a bunch of educated people telling everyone how to do stuff to get noticed by college coaches, and not one of them ever said anything about you know letting that coach know you're interested in their school. I'm like, if I, I just wanted to drop in there and make one little line comment, you know, but since it wasn't my form, I didn't really want to you know do that. But I just thought that was interesting. So, but anyway, now Joe, you know. Um, now that you're down down south and you're getting ready to start up north, your season, your actual season in league season actually starts. Does it actually start this weekend or? Uh, no, it starts next Saturday. We're going to play. We're going to play a couple NAIA teams this Saturday if we can get it in, and then we open up with Finley. Um, I think that's at home at our place next Saturday. So, beginning next weekend, uh, we will be playing. Um, every single weekend, and we actually moved our league season back a week. So in the past, we would have started this weekend. But uh, So we open up next Saturday. Yeah, now, uh, are you feeling pretty good about this season, Joe? I mean, how are you feeling in, inside about this season? you feeling good? Yeah, yeah, I am feeling pretty good. Um, when the uh, rankings for the GLIAC came out a few weeks ago, uh, the coaches predicted us for 10th out of 14, and uh, frankly, that surprised me a little. Um, you know, I, I thought we might be six, seven, something like that, but uh, we, we know we're better than 10th. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's why you play the games. But we're we're feeling pretty good about it. Uh, we uh, had a couple real good wins down in Florida. We finished 500, six and six, but uh, um, which isn't too bad considering. The difficulty we have practicing in the winter, and the fact that a lot of the GLIAC teams really struggled down there. So, so we're we're, we're pretty confident going into things. Yeah. Uh, so, when your season actually starts, do you have any games? Uh, do you play all your games against teams. Every game you play once your season starts counts, right? You have no games that don't count, correct? Yeah, we're not allowed to play exhibitions, so we. We opened up with two games in the Rosemont Dome a couple of weeks ago against Illinois Springfield, and uh, those games count. I mean, it's you know, it's 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 pretty much like an actual softball game, but not quite with the lighting and so on. But uh, 
uh, and they count. You know, we we can't play any exhibitions in the spring. I wish we could, um, because you know, with every game counting, and you know, a lot of the games being in region games, it, it uh, you don't you just don't get much time. It's a balance between trying to you know get playing time for some girls to find a lineup and, and, and trying to you know definitely win. So you know, I'd like to have four or six games that count as exhibitions. Do do you? Joe, why do you – is it because of time? Is that the main reason they don't give you guys that opportunity or in girls or what? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. But, I, I mean, there's nothing saying that, you know, our first four or six games that we're already playing – in other words, we play the same number of games, just, you know, you're allowed to schedule – you'd be allowed to schedule four or however many that, that are like preseason games. But uh, they don't do that. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what the reasoning is. Um if we play another team, it counts, except in the fall. Um, and you know, I'd love to open up, you know, and, us and a lot of the other teams in Ohio, Michigan, et cetera. The first time we get outside is our first game. And you know, if we're if we're down there in Florida, going up against teams that have played ten to fifteen games, that, that, that's a difficult assignment. Yeah, I, I I know. I've often wondered why, you know, there's not an opportunity for more. Uh, preparation, I mean, especially for uh, anyone that's in the cool climate, to give you more opportunity um, for more preparation for your season, or at least when you do start, you can play more games. I mean, I I, I don't know how many games you'd want to do in a season, but I mean, yeah, you know, as far as coaching college level or not, but you would think they'd give you a little bit more opportunity to have more games that didn't really count to get time in and more time with the girls on the field so well anyway i would tell you Joe, we wish you good luck i hopefully uh you just go ahead and tear them numbers up that they predicted all up and we'll see you up front somewhere towards the end of the season that'd be really cool that yeah that would be nice that sounds good to me i mean i, I mean i don't know we probably have to have to sign some kind of waivers or something jeff wouldn't we but I'll tell you, if Joe, if you get up there close, we might just be tempted to come do a game for you. Yeah, that'd be nice. You're welcome to come anytime. And uh, we're down in Ohio, you know, about half. Actually, this year, most of the Ohio teams come to us. But I mean, our league is seven Ohio teams and seven Michigan, so we're down there all the time. And uh, But, yeah, anytime you want to come do uh, one of our doubleheaders, that'd be great. Yeah, I, I think it would be fun. I mean, I don't know if we'd have to sign any waivers or anything. Uh I mean, I don't think you have ESPN or no one else there beating a pass to do the games, is there? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. We've been. Uh, if you if you guys come and do one of our games, to my knowledge, that'll be the first Hillsdale softball game broadcast. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. When we were down in Florida at the NTC complex, right? Um, we played Wednesday, and we we paid eighty bucks, and the other team paid eighty bucks, but. Uh, they, they did a, um, a, a video uh, broadcast with announcers of the game, and, and it was streamed, you know, live back to, on our website and on this other website, the, the site of the the company that did it. And then we get a free DVD, and uh, there was MVPs and interviews and all that. And I still haven't seen it, but from what I heard, it was a professional quality broadcast. So, so that was pretty neat for our girls. We split that doubleheader. They broadcast both games, and... Uh, so, yeah, I guess if you guys do a game, it'll be the second time that one of our games has been broadcast. <laughs> I take that, but Grand Valley State in our league, their games are on cable TV, for crying out loud. They had six cameras there wow. when we played them two years ago. We're, we're not quite at that level, but uh, 
Uh, we, don't yes, have to, uh, we don't have to promise it would be professional, do we? <laughs> <laughs> we? We'll take any broadcast, and I'm sure you guys do just fine. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you know, speaking of broadcasting, uh, you know, I was actually sitting down and kind of looking at the, uh, uh, you know, where me and Jeff's going to be going and where we're going to be uh, broadcasting. On our first official broadcast uh, uh, for this year will be the 1200 Championships at the uh, – it will be a PGF Regional National Qualifier, and it will be the Outlaw Breast Cancer Shootout, May the 15th through the 17th, and we'll be broadcasting the 1200s Championship game on Sunday. Um, I don't know just how far a drive that is for me, but I imagine that's going to be one of the days I'll probably end up having taking the next day off to recuperate, and especially <laughs> if I'm hanging around with Warren Wolf all day. Being around him, I'll probably be wore out. So... Uh, that's too much. Is, that's too much from today. I was just looking, Ricky. Do what? That's two months from today. Yeah, I actually sat down and did all the um, the the dates and where we're going to be uh, and and stuff like that. And I've been looking at Joe's schedule, so been kind of looking at that, just trying to see could we actually wiggle something in or do something, uh, you know, and kind of looking at his overall schedule. But I tell you what, I, it's. Uh, um, Right now we got that will be our first broadcasting, and then we actually uh, we're going to be like the real professionals there. We're going to have back to back almost weekends. Uh, the next two uh, broadcasts are boom, 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 and we're right there. So I was trying to find a ten under game uh, a tournament maybe somewhere, but you know I just can't see anything I think would work with our schedule and what we committed for because it takes pretty big commitment for me and Jeff both to do these because you know we got to schedule these days off and everything and and basically to go do softball. I mean, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I love it. I think it's the coolest thing. And just not too bad of a play-by-play guy. <laughs> so, Crystal, Crystal, you know, did you, you know, I gave Crystal a little homework last week and uh, I, I she may be slacking on me, students. I don't know. Uh, give her a little bit of homework to do. Last week, she stepped right up to the plate, she took my signal, and she ran with it. Now, I kind of find out that evidently our signals must have been some kind of a bad communication problem there, Crystal. Or am I wrong and you're going to show me that uh, you did hit the double I was hoping for? Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem I'm having. Is I honestly I went back from the very begin the very relaunch of the site. Okay, I, I went back to what I think it's page thirty six or whatever in general softball and whatnot. And most of the threads that I think are worthwhile conversation type threads, people had plenty of conversation on them. Um, you know, the ones that people don't really talk too much about are just the ones where it's like a cut and dry yes or no answer. Or um, you know when people are advertising their tournaments or you know whatever things like that, um, you know and there there are even ones that I didn't think were very worthwhile that had a ton of conversations like a lot of the apogee demon threads and you know whatever. So I mean that's that's where the problem's coming in. So I think I might have to change the parameters of what exactly I'm looking for. So I, yeah. I, I think, I think maybe I'll go back and and find threads that I think are worthwhile discussing again. Um, 
yeah, I think that might be what I might start looking for because, like I said, most of them, the ones that were good threads, there was plenty of discussion on them. So maybe I'll pull up some of the old ones, you know, one of the older ones of them, and we can talk about the, you know, those issues again. I mean, honestly, I got to admit, what I asked you to do is almost next impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did that on purpose because I knew, I knew, if you you tell someone, I want you to find something that wasn't discussed about. It was really worthy of discussion, <laughs> and of course, I mean that's a setup for failure, right, Crystal? I mean that's an automatic. Wow. <laughs> well, then I think I'm going to have to make a trip to the Outlaw Breast Cancer Tournament and make a visit to you, Mr. Moorhead. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. You can come. You can come, and you can come if you want. You know, you'll be more than welcome to come, and we'll find a place for you to sit with us, and we'll have a good time. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not far from home for me, so that's one I can definitely come down and harass you guys at. So. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why. It, it really wasn't fair me putting you on an impossible mission, and, and I was kind of hoping what you did would exactly happen that you would put a statement there. I really haven't been find anything yet. I'm like, really? <laughs> that's amazing. So. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how to react to this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. And sometimes you know, uh, yeah. Sometimes I guess things just fall in place like they were supposed to. I guess so that worked out fine. Now, now I do want to talk about a specific form, uh, a section in the form. Well, actually, not section, but well, first off, I do want to. I, I've been getting a lot of people have been sending me hate mail. Okay, and the <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, okay, I, it, the hate mail I'm getting. Okay, it's not really hate mail, but. They're upset because I'm letting so much stuff fly under the general section of the softball form right now that I'm letting a lot of stuff slide in there. Uh, some of the stuff I have let slide, and some of it I'm getting ready to move it. But people got to understand, you know, I can't be, like, on there every moment all day long. So as soon as somebody puts something up, you know, I can't move it just because if someone believes it's in the wrong section. And some things, you know, I've always been fair when somebody's starting something new or doing something new or they're new in the form, I usually will let them put stuff in the general section until they start to sort it out. So, you know, people have been sending me mail and don't like that or been upset about it. That's kind of why I've been letting that go in case you listen to the show. But there is actually a thread that, you know, kind of actually got a lot of good discussion topics that I thought was kind of neat. And I actually noticed that Joe actually commented on it. And it was about a high chopping ball being watered down. Now, hey. I think Jack noise. Up... Oh, yeah. Is that me? I don't know. It might be. Well, it's you, Ray. Oh, who's that? Bob, I've been trying to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> oh, what? Bob. I've been waiting for, two, for an hour for you to shut up for two minutes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You don't really, wait a minute, you don't, Bob, you've been around me enough. Do you really ever expect me to shut up? Well, I was figuring I wasn't going to get in tonight, but I thought, well, I'll give it one more shot, see if you actually take a breath, but, you know. <laughs> Did you send out an email tonight? Because I don't remember seeing it. Uh, no, actually, you called me like two or three times tonight, and I'm like, Bob, you know, we're getting ready to do the show tonight. This should have been taken care of two hours ago. Well, that's what I figured. That's what well, I called the first time. You go, I don't know who this is. I'll put him on mute. And I'm going, well, whatever, you know, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're here now, Bob, you know, so that's the that's the main thing to count. I noticed you posted another 
um, article there in your section on the forum, and you've been down south to yourself. Uh, did you, you know, just my question is, did you get to meet Joe Abrams while you were down there? That's the only thing I want to know right now. Did you? No, you know, I didn't. I okay. was crushed. In fact, the whole trip was a washout because of that, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just, I'm keeping tabs here because I'm just going to try to see how, if I can get there before somebody else does. I'm trying to see if I can. You know, I, I'm batting pretty good for as long as I, because, you know, a lot of people don't really know this, but Joe was like one of the first interviews I did many years ago uh, uh, on the show when it used to be the Fast Pitch Radio Show. You remember that, don't you, Joe, I think? Yeah, yeah, I sure do. Well, yeah, that was, uh, gosh, what, maybe seven, eight years ago? I don't remember how long, but I remember it. it, it listen, Katie Chain was still playing in high school. When you and me did that interview. Oh, my gosh. That, that's got to be more like 10 to 15 years ago then. Yeah, because Katie Chain, Katie, Katie was one of my first interviews. He was like my second. <laughs> you know, Katie ended up coaching for me when I when I coached high school at Thomas Worthington. Katie coached wow. with me for a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing, ain't it? That's yeah, it amazing. sure is. I mean, yeah, she's got, what, I think a couple kids. And, uh, yeah, that uh, I think that was 2000. The year we, she coached with me at 2004 at Thomas Worthington. Uh, yeah, I, she would be somebody. I would, she'd be someone I would like to get on and do another interview. She can even have her dad get on if she wants. Yeah, <laughs> because when we did the interview with Katie, her dad was also on the show at the same time. They both, uh, they both were on uh, together. So just you know, and I always liked her dad. I thought he was a really super nice guy, and. Uh, um, then it was all during the same time my daughter was coming up through the ranks and you know everybody was starting to make decisions where they were going and stuff. So, but yeah, I remember. So Bob, anyway, so you haven't met Joe, so we're good. We can continue our conversation with you. What have you been up to? Um, yeah. Well, between the knee surgery and then this other thing, I had to get done last Tuesday. But I think I told you that I wouldn't be. I probably wouldn't be real functional. I wasn't. Trust me. Um, right. You had knee surgery? I did that a few weeks ago, then I had to have a thing cut off my head, and it's, uh, you know, it's just the old getting old stuff. And um, But other than that, we're just, you know, trying to get things organized. We're trying to rebuild some of the rec softball out here, and that's a slow process. And then we're, um, we're trying to do the, um, you know, I've got the maple leaf pretty well done. So that's pretty cool, and then I'm starting to get the umpires together for you know to get ready for the the season. But um, that's mostly it. I uh, that's pretty much it. It's been fairly hectic, but nothing. I nothing I can say. I'm really busy. I just a lot of a lot of stuff. <laughs> did you ever did you did you ever end up with a lot of ten and unders in any of your tournaments or? I got seven for the Maple Leaf East, which is. A pretty good number, I thought, um, for this year. But um, I, I know for the Cinderella, they don't have too many. Warren was gathering them up. I know they didn't have too many for the Cinderella. I And I haven't really talked to a lot of the other tournament directors as to what they have yet. So I don't know if there's less. Seven is a pretty good number for me for, for 10 years. I, I was surprised we got that many, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, 10 and unders have always been one of them. Where the numbers are usually seem to be on the, you know, never that high. It seems right. like twelve and unders when they usually once they're out of ten and under they start to kick up. I mean, 
nowadays you can almost get as many eight and under teams as you can ten unders in a tournament. So, but anyway, so so besides that, you were down in Florida. You was down there hanging around for a while, goofing off and stuff, having a good time. And uh, so, did did you have a good trip and everything worked out fine? Did you get to do what you wanted to do while you was down there? Well, you know what? I wanted to to try to get some college games. And the first week we went over to the to the uh, we went over by Biloxi in the Panhandle of Florida. And I, I, I'm kind of a I like old old stuff like that. So I went and saw the battleship uh, Alabama battleship. That was cool. And then, uh, but when I went over to Orlando, I had these great plans to see all these games. And it, the, the day I had set aside to do it. Um, I didn't get to, and uh, so you know it was. But I did see some beautiful facilities down there, man. I'll tell you what, I'd kill to to uh, play down there. But uh, I didn't get to see many games, so but we had a good trip. It was fun, you know. That's good. So anyway, now you know we're about to to the end of the show. So you actually made it in. So I'm glad of that <laughs> that you did make it in. So. We're gonna to have to get. I have to get your stuff straight now before the next show, Bob. So you'll have everything lined up. So, you know, when you call in, we'll actually know that you actually call in, so I know who to mute and unmute. So, <laughs> we'll have to actually get that all worked out by next week. So, but anyway. So I, I guess. Hey, Rick. Yeah. I, I was just thrilled to hear your voice. I didn't have to speak. You know. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But I, I just I have a gift to gab. I mean, you know, even people that work for me is always like saying, you know, you come in mad and you leave happy. How does it happen all the time? You can walk into here being mad about everything, and when you leave, you're happy and excited. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just. I know. Maybe I just like the guy. I, I I like to think everything can have a good outcome if you try to look at the big picture sometimes. So, but anyway, um, I tell you what, Jeff. You know, we talked a little bit about ten unders, kind of iffy, iffy. Uh, if I can find, if you can find something close to your neck of the woods, uh, let me know. Maybe we'll look at it. Uh, you know, we ain't yeah. going to take no requests from the tournament directors because. To be quite honest, I put out a request for a long time. We got the request from the people that was interested, so we'll do them. And if you know of any tenant under tournaments up your way or someplace close, uh, maybe we'll come up there. Um, Joe, so um, when when you guys actually start your season, all your every game you play, I, I know I asked this before, counts. Is there any games on your schedule that's like a like a big game to you guys usually? Like a rivalry game? Yeah, I would say if we have a rivalry game, it's almost with Finley because we're usually about even with them in the league, and we open up the season with them, and uh, that's who we play next Saturday. I mean, that we we don't really have a natural rival because all these other schools in Michigan are state schools, and we're private, and we don't really have a geographical rival. Um, You know, so uh, we just don't really have a rival, but if anybody, it's Finley. Yeah, I know the, I uh, my daughter. My daughter almost ended up going to Finley, and I know a couple of the uh, couple of the girls, a couple of the pitchers from there. Uh, the Zappatelli girl and the Matuza girl are from up here in uh, Northeast Ohio. In fact, the Zappatelli girl, uh, that's their uh, one of their main pitchers. She, uh, when my daughter went through high school, she was right after my daughter. I think she, my daughter set 
like all the pitching records, and then and then Bonnie broke them off. So, <laughs> so good kid though. Yeah, that that I, I imagine Joe, you've had that happen a few times in your career, haven't you? You've been working on somebody you thought was going to come to your school, and then they decide not to come to your school, and then you're facing them the very next year uh, in a game. They're in, in, you know, they're working you down. Yeah, it happens you, all the time. It's, it's miserable. Uh, we played. <laughs> I, uh, I knew you would say that. Then I we would played say that. Uh, Marion, Indiana, the other day, and we came off a big win over East Stroudsburg, and. Now we're playing Marion, Indiana. They got a pitcher that we didn't recruit hard, but we at least took a look at. And then they got an outfielder that we did want. And then they got both these girls. The pitcher just was probably the best pitcher we faced all year. She mowed us down. We only scored two runs off of her. And then the outfielder hit a three-run homer to give them a four-to-one lead. And you know, and it's I'm sitting there, and you know, I you know I'm thinking, oh my gosh, and you know, <laughs> I mean that that happens all the time. It's uh. It's tough to take when that happens, but it, uh, you know, they're nice girls, and I mean, you're not happy for them beating you, but you're happy to see them, do, happy to see them doing well, and and you know, like with those two girls, they're girls that we probably would have liked to have had, but when it's tough is when you when you reject a girl or tell her that in the end that you don't want her, <laughs> and then you're playing her, and you know she's out for blood, so <laughs> that happens all the time. Yeah, Dad, I think that helps. I had that happen in travel ball a bunch of times. You know, I know that one year we were uh, we were just about done with tryouts, and I already had three catchers committed to my team, and this girl came along for a tryout. We still needed players, but we didn't need any more catchers. And uh, she tried out, and she was a really good hitter and a good catcher, and, and, and you know, she was interested in being on a team. I think she had some a friend on the team, a, a, a school classmate that she was good friends with, and and I ended up calling them, and I said, you know, gosh, I'm really sorry, you know, and, you know, she really wants to play catcher, right? And I said, yeah, and I said, I just can't, I can't have her on the team because, you know, I've already got three catchers. I just can't, I can't. It's not fair to them, you know, you know, already having the three catchers on that, and they weren't very really pleased. I tried to be, explain it to them, and I, I know the parents and players on my team appreciated it, but, you know, sure enough, we played them in a tournament, and. and she had a huge game against us, and I could tell how happy she was. We congratulated her after the game and that, but but uh, you know it's it's not always it's not always not your fault that, uh, that you didn't you didn't take them. Hey, oh yeah, uh, we, yeah, yeah. Well, I um, yeah, I'll go back not a lot, but here and there when I remember girls that we either maybe we recruited and ended up not making an offer to, or ones that we did that went elsewhere and. You know, here and there, I'll check on those girls to see how they're doing at their particular schools, and you know, and it's all over the board. Um, but it's it's nearly impossible. You're you're not going to guess right all the time. Yeah, you know, we we and everybody else end up telling girls no who end up being fantastic players. And you know, there, if there's some science to it to figure it out exactly, I'm not aware of it. Yeah. Yeah, I know my daughter's her high school team actually ran in that to where a girl she played against all the time in the rec league, okay, who really wasn't a very good pitcher in the rec league. And then when it comes, once he was playing in high school, actually put the beat down on her team. And she was, I can tell you right now, she was not very happy about it. I didn't even have to say anything. She was not happy that a girl that was an ugly duckling as a pitcher <laughs> on the mound when she played her before, and she got these years of travel bar in her belt, 
and all of a sudden this kid comes out and puts the whip down on her high school team. She was not a happy camper. I can tell you that right now. So I don't imagine she probably took take that as good as what you would, Joe. <laughs> I just I, from what I seen, it didn't it look like if she was being scouted that night, college coach would say, Well she's about got my temperament. <laughs> yeah, I know. So hey, yeah, you know, Ricky one Ricky, I was gonna say one thing, you know, we had you know, last week we had that segment with uh, where Lee Piles joined us and and we talked about uh, eight young ladies that are playing from, from Ohio that are playing uh, D1 softball. We got some really good feedback on that. I talked to Lee, and he really enjoyed doing it. It, it was on. It was planned to do another segment tonight, but I exchanged messages with Lee today, and actually, you know, his daughter plays for OU, and they were playing at Wright State uh, this afternoon and early evening, and, and uh, Lee was driving to the game and everything. And I just I think between that and work, he did not get a chance to uh, – uh, to do the homework on it, and, and, and then just with his travels, he didn't get really a chance to to uh, to call in or anything. But I, I know we do plan to pick that back up in future weeks. I had mentioned in the forum that we were going to continue to do that, and and uh, we will pick that back up uh, next week again. Yeah, I actually thought that was a very nice segment. Uh, I don't know if Joe got a chance to listen to it last week, but um, giving accolades to all the Ohio Division One players. I thought that was a really nice uh, uh, to have that on the show last week, and I'm looking forward to more of them because, from what I understand, there's a lot more than what everybody thinks is playing at the Division One level. Yeah, there was a interesting thread today. Well, it was a, it was a, a thread. Of, it was actually the thread about you know our travel teams in Ohio watered down or not, and and it kind of turned a little bit to about well, how many you know how many D one players are, are from Ohio and. And somebody implied it was a, it was a relative. It was more than it used to be, but a relatively low number. And it's like you know, several I posted and a couple other people posted, and it's like we figured it's probably there. There might be a hundred, you know, close to a hundred Ohio girls that are playing D one or that are on a D one roster. We start taking into consideration, you know, the MAC teams and and um, you know some of the other D one uh, schools and and. and in, in Ohio and in the surrounding regions. And then you've got the girls that we talked about last week that are, you know, you got girls who are playing in, you know, in, in Oregon and Alabama and Tennessee and, you know, all throughout the country here. So there's, there's actually a lot more out there than people realize. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was a really nice segment. And I, I'm looking forward to more of that, um, you know, talking about, uh, Oh my gosh! Did, that, did you? <laughs> hey Joe, I got a question for you. Sure. Yeah. Is D1 Ohio College just watered down? Somebody just posted that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, that's a good point because with 11 D1s in Ohio, and I think we have seven, something like that in Michigan. Um, it, it, uh, it, it well, first of all, it makes it harder for all those schools you know, to win the more schools that there are. And then, you know, for us in D2 and then on down to D3, it's even harder because I, it seems to me that the number of our schools in relation to the population is high. You know, if you get out to Washington, Oregon, there's just a couple D1s, D2s. Or take like Minnesota. You have University of Minnesota, and I don't know if they have any other D1s. And, and so all the D2s get a whole bunch of good players. So that the number of schools that we have makes it tough for all the, for all of us because uh, the talent is more dispersed around you know, Ohio and Michigan. That's a good point. That's a good point. 
Yeah, I, I never really thought about that, but you are. That is correct, Joe. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know how many girls I've lost at Kent State, Bowling Green, Akron, and on and on. I mean, we lose at least one or two girls who we'd like to have to Toledo or Bowling Green every single year. We, I just lost a sophomore we were recruiting, had her in for a visit. Two days, you know, a week later, I committed to Toledo. And, yeah, that's going to happen. We're D2 and they're D1. But the, the, if, if there's a girl who signs with Toledo or Bowling Green or maybe Akron, there's about a 50% chance we were making her an offer. So, yeah. um, wow. And, if, you know, if we didn't have as many schools, you know, all of us would be getting more of those girls. But that's okay. You know, it gives a lot more girls an opportunity to play college ball. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Joe. Well, I tell you what, I think what uh, I think what we'll do is we're going to just end the show on that. I think that was kind of a funny comment by one of our guests, but hey, actually, uh, oh, here we go. Well, I do have to put that. <laughs> okay, one more question, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> is pro softball water down in Ohio? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh man! It's, uh, never going, it's not going to stop. <laughs> oh gosh, I, I hate to say what questions they can come. Up. How watered down is the coaching? Not only in travel ball, but Division Two <laughs> college, and on and on. So, if I'm coaching Division Two college, it's probably watered down. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyway, hey, um, uh, this is Rick Moorhead and. Uh, with Softball Zone Radio Show, and we're going to go ahead and wrap up uh, this episode. And um, we hope that uh, anyone who got to listen tonight, you get to listen to us in the future. And you know what? I'm just going to let everybody say good night. So go ahead, Bob. We'll start with you, and go Joe and Jeff and Crystal. <laughs> All right, good night. Hey, Rick, I need you to give me a call though after the show, okay? Uh, I may do it. I may not. You know how that works with me. Okay. <laughs> the reason is, I think the number, your one number, got changed. So I, I will call you, Bob. <laughs> All right, Bob. Have a good night again. Good night to everybody else. All right, Joe. We appreciate yeah. having you on. And good, good luck this weekend. Thanks, Ricky. Good night to all the millions of listeners out there. <laughs> our, our watered down crowd. Go ahead, <laughs> yeah, <Jeff. laughs> that's what's watered down is, is our listenership, maybe. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Okay, Jeff, it's your turn. Oh, uh, well, everybody have a good night. I was going to make a comment, Bob, that, uh, you know, if, if Crystal would have told Ricky to give her a call after the show, he would have done that for sure, you know. <laughs> I, got, I, I got two phones here. I could have been calling that right away while we were hanging up. <laughs> All right, everybody have a, have a good night. See you next week. Okay, and Crystal. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next week, or talk to you next week. All right, everybody. And this is one more time. It's softball radio. Softball. What, is, what the heck is this? The softball, the softball zone radio show. And, and until next week, everybody have a great week and goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>